Charlie, can you be quiet? What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia. The heart of all things, the heart of the universe, of course, that is Clarendon. We are back again for episode 223 of Pace the Nation on a beautiful February afternoon. I've got a full crew and a big show to get to. But let's bring in our crew across from me, of course, co-host Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? All is well. Excited to be here. It's a Sunday. <laughs> you don't sound so great. <laughs> I had to I had to travel to Boston to get um, actual winter weather. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, was there for like, the last like 40... Like 50 degrees out. 48 hours or so, yeah. How was your run today in this beautiful weather? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that to happen. Yeah. All right, let's bring in our other co-host. To my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Uh, today is is one of those you know you know those it's just the worst uh when i when i woke <laughs> up a negative i woke <laughs> up a little early this morning oh man and i was i was he woke up tired so so i wanted early. to so i wanted can i finish <laughs> like sorry, is this, sorry. Is this, sorry. am i sorry. here yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on yeah sorry go ahead. so i like i have a whole thing planned to say i can't even get through <laughs> the first sentence jeez uh-huh like you guys can relate to my morning. Right, okay. I woke up. I was still sleepy, so I just went back to sleep for another three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I can totally relate. You guys was, know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Absolutely, we do. I'm right. sorry that took six <laughs> minutes to get through, <laughs> sorry, but somebody I kept interrupting that. me. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys for making in on a Sunday, uh, a Sunday before uh, President's Day. So Clarendon is hopping. A fact that I just learned. You didn't uh, know it was a holiday tomorrow? Three, three minutes before we started recording, Julie was like, uh, holiday. And I was like, what holiday? Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't do you have, have work tomorrow? He, he doesn't you know what? I don't ever work. Do you know? Do you know why I don't know that it's President's Day tomorrow? Because you don't have a traditional job. Until I am president, I will not acknowledge this day. <laughs> yeah, that's what Docs twenty twenty. Right. By the way, There's I, still I know. Time, Docs. I know that you don't want to talk politics, I know, I but it's a big week for the campaign. Uh, we didn't do well in Iowa. We didn't do well up in New <laughs> Hampshire. But we really, really need people to go out to the polls on Tuesday and vote Docs. Oh, it's oh, a write-in vote. Yeah. yeah. D-O-C-S, period. That's, it's four letters, yep. <laughs> so it's not that much work. I know it's more work. It's easier to press a pre... Uh, well, I don't know what everybody's doing now. Like, there's, like, I always... Is it electronic? Yeah, or is exactly. it, like, like, number two pencil? We're not I, sure. I, I, feel like, I feel like writing my name in has to be easier than whatever they did in Iowa. Okay. Mm. Julie, stop encouraging the politics talk, please. <laughs> I, get, Docs, I get antsy. I'm, I'm get getting an, behind it. I get antsy. I get antsy. I don't want to. Let's move on. We got an agenda. Big show to get to. Excited to have uh, former guest, sometimes co-host. Uh, this probably is his fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know. Uh, and this will be the 220th consecutive show that he's contributed to. <laughs> that's to, true. Yeah. In yeah. the background. Yes, yeah. it's Charlie Ban. He's the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. Uh, he'll join us. We're going to talk Olympic uh, trials and... He's done a great job with uh, covering the locals who've made the, the uh, Olympic trials. There's a lot of locals who have made the Olympic trials I know. who will be joining us in Atlanta in two weeks, two weeks from yesterday. 
So we are 13 days away as we record here from the Olympic trials. You know what my theory is on on this area having so many Olympic trials qualifiers? No. What is it? Well, if Clarendon's the heart of everything, <laughs> right? Which you say, and yes. nobody for some reason has ever called you out on that. <laughs> the heart of everything. What does that even mean? Center of the universe. Yeah. The center of the universe I get, but the right. heart of everything, <laughs> I don't understand what that means. But that's got to be good, good for the running. It's, it's, it's got to be good for the local running. That's true. That's and it's true. a draw. There's like a med- yeah. magnetic force we field ask, here. We can ask Charlie about that. Okay. I think he's I think he's got a medical degree and he can explain yeah. that. <laughs> uh, also in today's program, I had a run-in with a celebrity. I want to touch on that. Uh, you have a run-in with a celebrity every time we record. You're sitting <laughs> we, next to one. We, we You're also, sitting next to two. We also have a uh, rant from my celebrity to the left. Uh, Docs is going to uh, <laughs> enlighten us with what's going on in his world. Uh, there was a coronavirus running-related story that I mm-hmm. want to touch on. I thought it was really interesting and pretty amazing, actually. Uh, and then uh, the uh, seven Marathon 7 Continent 7-day seven challenge happened. Uh, Mike Wardian uh, has made that famous mm-hmm. um, in 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 the center of the universe, maybe. <laughs> right, right. Because this has happened before. Right, yeah, right. Uh, so a big show, a lot to get into. Uh, before we bring Charlie in, it was Valentine's Day, um, and uh, Happy Valentine's I wanted to know Day. how your Valentine's Day was, Docs. Anything? Um, oh wow, he's that's got a good, some. Cho- that's a good, a good point. segue here. I think he's, I'm going to eat some chocolate. Some chocolates mm-hmm. out. Doc just busted out a heart-shaped box yeah. that has mm-hmm. chocolates in it. And he, he apparently is going to share it with all of us, right, Doc? Oh, if that's... <laughs> put it away. Put it away. Yeah. The Whitman sampler. No. So uh, yeah. the valent- your Valentine gave you uh, some, some chocolates. Yeah. Also, I have chocolates. I think yeah. that's a more accurate way <laughs> <Okay>. to put it. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, Julie was basically away for Valentine's Day, so hopefully mm-hmm. we'll do dinner um, next week. Sometimes, if we if we can squeeze it in, that's good. You you by being away on Valentine's Day, and then you still get the opportunity to go out and celebrate it, just yeah. not at the Valentine's marked up prices. Right, that's exactly. true. Perfect. I, and exactly. So I wanted to, and I, I'm crowbarring this in because I mm-hmm. wanted some credit for some, something here because mm-hmm. she did send me a very nice Starbucks gift card in the morning when she mm-hmm. was away in Boston at the track meet. And I didn't reciprocate with anything. Um, so, I, I, <laughs> so, where's the credit coming in? Yeah. So, uh, Are you giving I, me but, credit? But the, but the reason that I I didn't because I called the Boston Hotel in Brookline where you were staying or around that area, the florist. And believe it or not, on Valentine's Day at three o'clock, they were slammed and they couldn't get anything. <laughs> Probably it was li- slightly shocked? last minute. Slightly. I, mean, I could so feel what do you want like us? the sarcasm through the phone of the woman who answered. She was like, yeah. are you kidding me? We can barely <laughs> uh, cover the orders we have. I don't care if it's two minutes down the street. Uh, so I couldn't send uh, anything to her at the hotel. Docs, do you think this is a real story? No, it's a true story. No, I believe I'll, it's a true I'll, story. I'll sh- I don't understand why he deserves credit. I mean, uh, <laughs> because at least I tried. I mean, you I did the. It, he did the. I woke up, realized that my my wife yeah, had left. Then exactly. I realized it was Valentine's Day. And then she got me. Then something. I realized I should try to do something about exactly. it. Exactly. You you did the absolute minimum uh, required. What you did was one step above doing absolutely nothing, <laughs> which is what you were going to do. 
until you you realized that boy i need to do something you made that one phone call it didn't work out and you're like well i tried <laughs> well, exactly okay. let me just i want to get credit for the phone call here's the, here's I'm the, not, here's the time Three i'm not den- i'm not denying that you mass, that you made that call no, it so looks like you made two calls she's, one, yep, one yep. was uh, one they were too busy they had, they had to hang up on me the next so one busy. was a minute <laughs> And then they said, are you that crazy? Looks uh, like a minute and about 45 seconds of it was them laughing at you. Yeah. At what, what, what time was that on? Uh, uh, 3.46 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah, they're about an hour before close. Yeah, right. That was, uh, that was good. So, uh, I think I'm going re- to revise my statement. I feel like what you did is a step below doing nothing. Right. You would have been better <laughs> off doing nothing. It was one of those moments, too, where when the woman was like, I'm making fun of him and laughing at him. He's probably like, yes, I yeah. get credit. <laughs> And I don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Right. I think as well, that, that might have been the best moment of that woman's day. Right. <laughs> like, she had just such a stressful day, and she finally went home and told, you know, friends, family, everybody else. She's like, I have got a great story. <laughs> this idiot with a 703 area code. <laughs> I you know, you gave her a story. You gave her a story. I gave her the sob story. Oh, my wife's in the Have you ever been to Boston? She does not care. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that doesn't work. All right. Uh, did you throw in there? I've run the Boston Marathon multiple I times. I did see I'm a big, that I'm a big got Boston, for me. big Boston fan. <laughs> that would have got it done for me. I'm a Tom Brady guy. Uh, I yeah. didn't say that. I blew it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll transition out of this conversation. Uh, let's talk Olympic trials. We're going to be in Atlanta in two weeks. Super excited about the trip that Brooks is going to uh, give us to go to the trials in Atlanta. Some of the best runners in the country are going to be competing for a spot in the Olympics. And a lot of those runners are from uh, uh, the Washington, D.C. area. So Charlie Ban, editor-in-chief of Run Washington, has covered the journey of a lot of these runners. And we're going to bring them on next here to talk about it here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we're excited to be joined once again in studio by the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. He is Mr. Run Washington. He's at Run Washington on Twitter with some wit- witty and exciting banter all the time. It's Charlie Band. Charlie, how are you? My name is actually derived from the word banter. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Band? Is it short? You're, so you, you shorten your name over time? From, when, when we came over yeah, from, across the Atlantic, you, we shortened it to Band. Yeah, that's, that's smart. I like that. It's easier. I, I have a... Le- I have a less of a hard time pon- pronouncing that. You know, mm-hmm. I struggle with pronunciation. Is that why Charlie keeps getting invites back on the <laughs> yes, show? Is, Charlie is Band's so that you get like a layup on the name pronunciation. You know what? Uh, one of the reasons that Charlie is back on the show, he, he mm-hmm. provides this great content. He's basically a producer for the show too. Obviously, he, he gives us a lot of guests and, mm-hmm. and ideas, and is always promoting our show through uh, his publication. Well, and he also it. brought snacks. And he brought snacks, which is mm-hmm. much appreciated. I've already uh, eaten mine. Do you guys? Really Realize, I think it was probably five or six years ago at a now defunct race, uh, the Lost Dog 5K series. Oh, remember yeah. you and I were there, uh, yeah, and you were talking about, you know, I should do a podcast. I was like, dude, that is genius. You really should. Docs and I were already doing a mm-hmm. football podcast at the yeah, time, fake football, fake football mm-hmm. podcast at the time. And I was like, yes, we should do a podcast. I'm not sure you were even inviting me on the show, <laughs> but but. 
That was a pretty hot day, as I recall. It was a hot day. It was, yeah. It was, he so was the, slightly delirious. Yeah, probably was part of it. But it was, it was uh, the August uh, series of races that we used to have the the five uh, Ks Fridays, Lost Dog series, and you just talked about doing a podcast. And I'm not going to give you full credit for Pace the Nation, especially but, because I never actually helped host it. <laughs> but but it, wait, the the story goes. This, this is how the the, the story goes. As right. far as I mean, that, that's true that you guys did this mm-hmm. for the new listeners. Yeah, the the idea was born, and then Farley wanted to host a show, and he did ask Charlie. To do the show with him, right? So Charlie, Charlie is the first choice, <laughs> and Charlie declined because he, he said, "I don't have enough time to commit to a That's weekly running podcast like that." So Joanna E. Russo was the second choice, <laughs> and so then you asked Joanna E. Russo, and all the equipment was at my house, and it's mine, and and, and he's got time. I mean, he's no, got no, 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 no. I was never asked. You <laughs> asked me to bring all the equipment over to the Clarendon Pacers so you and Joanna could record a show, and I said, "Okay, but I'm." Gonna going to be on it yes okay that's that is probably how it happened. so joanne is the second choice i wasn't even picked <laughs> I, I, you know what for the new listeners who probably don't remember that this was a uh real point of contention for joanna yeah she doesn't uh, like not while. being the first choice yeah but um first yeah. choice i mean i'm i'm thinking i might be like the 12th choice <laughs> at this well. point he's went down the list yeah. pulling people off the floor at pacers but who's the one who's showing up and doing it though yes you, you're you the reliable are. one you are i i got bullied into this you're are you serious you i don't you're have doing a, a choice job anyway <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing a great job under duress just kidding yeah. just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> i love it thank you well, thank Char- you for never asking me well, charlie uh so I, i'm not sure if we've really officially told that story on the uh on the podcast but there it is and for the new listeners charlie uh Obviously, great contributor. We talk about him a lot on the show, but uh, maybe uh, one of the reasons why this podcast was born. So thank you for that. Um, all right. So you're editor-in-chief of Run Washington. Uh, follow him at Run Washington, runwashington.com. Some really great stories, really great coverage of the Olympic trials uh, that's coming up here February 29th. Um, do you do this every Olympic trials? Is this something that's new this year? Or what was the idea of, of following all these locals? So we, we gave a we gave a little look at all our tw- qualifiers last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had about ten or twelve that made it uh, who lived in the D.C. area. Some some trained outside the uh, the Mizuno women with Riata oh, usually right. usually tra- traveled to Albuquerque or someplace like that to get high. High altitude training, but mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, <laughs> get high altitude. Training, right? No, he goes to get high right. altitude training. Yeah. Right, right. But yes, but they were but we, they, they were they were part of the yeah. the area ish. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. And and we we did a preview. Uh, Dixon wrote it up. He he he. I recall he uh, he was on the show he, too. He so called in from Atlanta right. when he yeah. was down doing his training for his new job. That's right. And uh, we Dixon and I get together la- about two years ago. And uh, had a few cocktails at, at the, the Dubliner across the street from, from my office. And yep. we started thinking we need to take a bigger, deeper dive into, into the trials because it was so much fun the last time. We want to give them all their due because it's a, it's a heck of an accomplishment. I mean, at this level, most of these people are working full-time jobs, running on the side. And the sacrifices they make in both their lives and the, the training, foregoing other races, I'm sure there are a lot of things they'd rather be doing than getting up and doing long runs every weekend, getting ready for <laughs> whatever their qualifying races are. Uh, we just figured they deserved a little little more personal attention this year. So 
Uh, we also got to talking about what we were going to call this. Uh, we settled on trials fever, mm-hmm. mainly because the Center for Disease Control and Fre- Prevention is in Atlanta. So these people are they, these people have trials fever. They're going to go have it looked at at the CDC. It's a real high-level joke. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's kidding or not. I think he's kidding, but... <laughs> no, that is entirely the genesis behind the name. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. But it's also, I've got trials fever. I'm so excited about this. So I love that's, it. That's where we are. So, so it's hashtag trials fever. Uh, and you, so you assign, how did you, how'd you follow and get in depth with a lot of these locals? You assign different writers to contact and, and, and write up on yeah. most everybody who's qualified in the area? So altogether, we have 32 people okay. who are either, either grew up and went to high school around the DC area, went to college and ran around here uh, or live here now. Okay. And some people, uh, some people have like Bethany Sackleben. She's she's a triple crown because she grew up around yep. here, went to George Mason, still lives here. Other people like Kathy, Kathy Newberry. Newberry is a good she grew one. up yep. in she grew up in Burke, went to uh, Lake Braddock High School or Lake Braddock Secondary School. Uh, I don't want to get them mad by right. the wrong it's the wrong fine. school. You can you can <laughs> they're, insult they're, Lake Braddock, but there are a lot of them. They can really gang up and you like yeah, those little, know, those yeah, little dinosaurs in yeah, Jurassic Park. Uh, not that they're all. Diminutive, but right, uh, right. <laughs> but she she's been gone, but she's still she the in, the area has an influence on her. Uh, so you know something else about Kathy Newberry? She runs around Burke Lake the wrong way. She, do, she what, does. What's yeah. the what's the right way to run run around Burke Lake? Mm, clockwise. So you're hitting the dam at like three miles yes. and change. Yes, yeah. exactly. I I, I I like that too because I mm-hmm. like coming out on that dam and after being in the trees for so long. Yes, all this unless it's really hot, in which case. I'm only going to make one lap anyway. And you actually did the story on Kathy Newberry. I'm sorry you didn't have that piece of information to ask her about how you, <laughs> she ran around Burke Lake at the time. But I will be doing follow-ups before the yes, okay, before so this. We'll, we'll cover mm-hmm. that. We've got so we've got 32 stories total. Two more yep. coming out in the next week. Okay. Uh, to complete our set, I was really happy. We there was one woman who grew up around here, left left about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie Axman, who ran at uh, Robinson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to reach her for about six years uh, for a story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Finally got her on Friday. We had a half an hour conversation. On Valentine's Day? Yes. Was she working at a florist? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She's uh, she's a trainer for Marines in, in San Diego, but she's... Different time zones, got a crazy schedule, mm-hmm. but finally caught up with her. So I finally, I'm, I'm a bit of a completionist. Mm-hmm. I've got the full set of 32. Nice. Now, not all 32 are going to be running. Uh, Julia Roman Duvall, who lives up in Colombia, uh, she's going to run a half marathon in Paris the next day, hopefully making the Olympic team for the marathon in France. She's She's got dual citizenship. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Kyle Stanton just stopped running about a year and a half ago. I saw that story. That yeah, was so that was really interesting because I was going to ask you some of the most some of the what, what were some of the more interesting uh, stories or journeys that you found found along the way. And Kyle's was yeah. He just like kind of got hurt and said, "You know what? I'm done." And he ran like two eighteen or two nineteen yeah, or something. It might have been two seventeen. I, I can't remember. Who knows? The there's no head. way for us. Yeah, right, there's right, no. Right, right. Num- I mean, yeah. numbers are a construct anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he yeah he's not going to run Jess McGuire just her heart's not in it right now so wow. she's not going to she doesn't want to go there and, and fake her way through it right and uh, Shaneen Whirlinger who I believe she was second at the uh, George George Washington Parkway uh, Classic back in 2015 she had a baby a month ago so she was so what's her excuse <laughs> her whole point was uh, she she had been training for the uh, 
Houston half last year and got sick the, mm-hmm. the days leading up to it. And she thought, what if I put all this time into my training and I get sick and it's all down the drain? I'd much rather get started on having a larger family now. So she, she and her husband had a third baby and uh, doing great there. She's pretty much at peace with not, not racing. She's She's been racing at a high level since she was in high school. So it, uh, she was okay with that. So a lot of interesting stories. Um, generally, uh, you know, this is a group that, or are there any professional just runners in this group? Or are they, uh, you know, professionals who run on the side? Andrew Bumbelow, who ran at okay. Georgetown, he's okay. a full-time professional. Everybody else, particularly Bethany, who could be a professional, mm-hmm. she'd much rather work and run. And run at the same it, time. She tried being a full-time professional a few years ago, and she hated it. She just, she, she has a very strong work ethic and if she's hanging around doing nothing, she feels kind of right. I get I that. Say worthless, but she needs, right. she needs she, that motiv- the, the work motivates her. So I, I, that kind of really excited me to hear that. Just, just that yep. they, they need that. They need that kind of structure. Yeah. Structure in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. So there's 32, you said 32 total, 32 total, 30, 32 total, 28, 28 will be racing. 28 will be racing. How many men, how many women? 11 men. Uh, let me see oh. if, if I might have so to recount. Do, so we can do the math on that. So let's yeah. say roughly 11, 11 men and yeah. roughly 21 women. Yeah. Um, so that's a, cause the, the, the field size is 511 women, 511 women. And so it's, so, so it's representative about of the field size because yeah. about half that, uh, for the men, probably 200. something. Farley, do yeah. you know what's interesting is, is that, uh, Washington DC area is, has more representation in the Olympic trials than they do in the Senate. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> See, the problem with having Charlie on is that we uh-huh. have such a good relationship with him. It can be all a bunch of jokes and minutiae, you know? <laughs> we never have to actually inter- interview him. I put that out there for all our DC listeners. <laughs> and I, I had some actual interview questions, but I should just <laughs> throw those out. Um, so uh, there are a few um, people who are who are no longer living here. Uh, yeah. And we've had a number of those. Uh, we've had a number of those folks. Well, we've had a number of these 32 on the show. Mm-hmm. One that I remember from 2017 who won the Marine Corps Marathon. She was on Pace and Nation. I think she's, you know, a full-time triathlete, but is she running as well? So Sarah Bishop has moved to Ohio. Okay. She's taken on the triathlon after uh, suffering some running injuries. Mm-hmm. And she actually ran, I think, 239 for the Mesa Marathon last weekend. Last weekend. Last weekend. Wow. So she's, she's if she's healthy, she's ready to go on wow. on, on Wait, she has qualified though? Because she, she qualified at Why did she run a marathon last weekend? There's only like two weeks till the trials. Uh, what works for her, long, I guess. Last long, long run. It's yeah. a little, little Mike Wardian-ish. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, but I, I know she had done some tri- triathlons and, and competed at a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just an And that's all aside from her d- daytime job. Daytime so, job as well. So. It's just an interesting mix of, of people who, you know, are um, – who are going to be competing out there in a couple of weeks. That's why it's so interesting. I mean, everyone's got a different story. I, initially I thought it's going to be all like a, the same a, story. Yeah. Like a Mad Lib, like blank ran in high school, then quit during college, started up again as an adult. And now they're an Olympic trials qualifier, but it, everyone's got a, an individual story that makes it so much more interesting. All right. Let me ask you about some more specific mm-hmm. people. Cause I, I think there are a lot of great stories out there. Um, someone that Julie used to train with, I believe, Kira Karlstrom, Kira mm-hmm. Diamato. Uh, I never trained with her. Never trained Wish with her. Wish I did. Yeah. But. Um, 
Now she has put herself like in this. She's been on the show before too. I also right. like to bring up people who've been on the show. Yeah, me too. Uh, she's put herself like squarely in the mix to be competitive, right? She ran a one ten oh one half marathon. She'll she'll remind you that the chip was two seconds faster, but <laughs> right. as yeah, some people found out chip times don't matter. Right, right, at this right, level. Right, right. <laughs> Call back to a couple of we we don't need to discuss yeah. that. Yeah, no, we week, don't really yeah, really get ahead. that there. But, but yeah, so but she ran, she's really ready to go right now. She okay. ran two thirty five for the uh, for the for uh, was that Berlin last year. Mm-hmm. So she's really rounding into shape pretty well, and she's doing most of this by herself, uh, just running around, running around Chesterfield, Virginia, near Richmond. Uh, Running laps of Pocahontas State Park. Yeah. Just Who's doing coaching herself. her? Uh, Roscoe. Roscoe. Scott Roscoe's yeah. coaching oh, her. Oh, wow. That's great. Also, she does tra- a lot of treadmill running. I think she told us was, you know, like, well, yeah. maybe maybe that was when the, when the kid was younger, like you know, in a, in, yeah. in the basket or something she, like she, that. She can work. <laughs> <The basket. laughs> I've she got several <laughs> baskets at home. I throw my kids yeah. in. Yeah, she she's worked out her schedule so she can work. She can run during the day. She's a she's a realtor, so she's meeting yeah. a lot of people later in the day. So uh-huh. while they're at work, not looking at houses, she can go for her run. Mm-hmm. It works pretty nicely. Um, other uh, another person I wanted to ask you about um, was. Uh, Susanna Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's a multiple uh, time qualifier. Uh, she was someone who was really on the rise four years ago. Is she continued to improve since then? Where is she? She's had a rough few years. She yeah. uh, she had some injuries she had to clear up, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until a few months ago that uh, she really felt able to make a go at it again. Okay. She had about a f- maybe three months, less than three months of training uh, wow. on the. Uh, f- Exclusively, not exclusively, but mainly running rather okay. than aqua jog. And she, and with her injury, she was always she always thought she was a few weeks away from getting back to running. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest part, just not being able to say, okay, I've got with a stress fracture, I've got six weeks, and then I can make a make a go at it again. She really had to feel things out. And finally, last summer, she had the go ahead to really put her heart into training again. And she ran her worst marathon time ever at Richmond, but that's all she needed to give herself, you know, th- three more months of, of training. And she, I talked to her this morning, and she said she's, she doesn't know how, but she's feeling good again. Hmm. And she was 20th last year, yep. I believe. 20th in, or last, in, in, 20, in 2016. Yeah. And she's, uh, she just wants to be competitive. She wants to be at a point late in the race where she's competitive and not just trying to get through the race. Yeah, and I, I, I put her in the same category as Kieran, um, who ran amazing at L.A. last time through, too. You know, had a, they were both in the top 25. Yeah. And for them to, like, do it all again, like, you know, props to them. Uh, a lesser person like myself might have just said, you know what? It's never, gonna get, it, it, it's never going to get better than this. Um, but where's Kieran at? Kieran and he uh, was he was like top twenty five. He was twenty fourth last 24th year or last time. Last time he uh, he he thrives in the heat. Mm-hmm. He was one of the top Americans in Boston in twenty twelve when it was really hot, mm-hmm. and he just he pulled himself together in that last last few laps of of the course there. And when everyone else was wilting, he was getting stronger. And he chased down Tim Riching the last mile, and he's like, "I want that guy. You're you're yep. mine, sucker." <laughs> And this is a family podcast. I can't say what he really said. <laughs> right. But he, he just, he, 
he he's pretty focused in the heat, and he's I mean he he and Dan Matier last weekend ran 17 miles at 5:07 pace around wow. Haynes Point. Yeah, uh, you're familiar with that place. Uh, yeah, and yep. they good place to do a marathon. No breaks, no bathroom breaks, nothing. They just 17 miles like that. They are I mean we'll see how things change on the hills, but they are ready to go. I mean, pr- props to to him for for putting it back together because I think he's he's got two kids. Two now, kids, is that yeah. Right, man. What's my excuse? They call me dude, apparently. They just said, hey, dude. I was like, I have a name. Um, so I, I was looking up the 10-day in Atlanta because if this, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it can be hot in Atlanta. I live there for about six months. Yeah, they call it, it warm Lanta, don't they? <laughs> call it hot Lanta. Oh, yeah. that's close. There you so, go. So, My Lanta. So it can be warm in, in, in February, but uh, the 10-day has us getting up to highs of 58 so LA was probably a lot warmer. LA than was that. miserable. LA and, and was awful. And we're not we're not to the ten you know, we're not to the twenty. We're not ten PM. days out yet. Yeah. Let yeah. Alex Char- Liggett tell us what's gonna happen. <laughs> Charlie, do you have any insight into why they not I mean the the host city is the host city, but why if they have the possibility of having warmer temperatures like in an LA or in Atlanta, do they start the race at noon? T V Tele- television. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I I I'm, I don't think they're broadcasting it on TBS, but it should start at twelve oh five. Yeah, yeah, but we can get the New York City Marathon and the Boston Marathon on these networks too, and they're starting at nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, why are we not able to figure this out? I think the I think the size of the race certainly affects it. The uh, it, it, as important as the Olympic trials are for the overall uh, national team, it doesn't have the cachet that New York City has. Right. And I, I, I think the, the small fields, certainly well, small relative fields, uh, aren't helping. But I, I don't, I'm not sure if it'll ever get to that point where they, where they can dictate to the TV stations when they're going to start the race. But it definitely came back to bite people in L.A. Because it was, yep. I, was I, I spent the entire time staying in the shadow of a building, the one building that cast a shadow <laughs> over the course. Right. I stayed there the whole time. And just watched people I, come through. I came yeah. out to take pictures that they came by and, and got splits. But otherwise, I was just... You were hot and you weren't even running. Yeah, I was. I was miserable. It was. It was bad. Um, I, and we're, I'm going to ask more specifics mm-hmm. about the race in a minute here, but I just want to go through a couple other people yeah. that I had notes on. Uh, Perry Shoemaker is that her name? Perry yes, Shoemaker, 2016 Marine Corps champion. Yeah, 2016 Marine Corps champion. She's got an amazing story. Yeah, she. Uh, so she took up running later. I mean, she was, ran for a long time, but she took up competitive running later in life, and I believe she's the the second oldest. Uh, qualifier at this point she qualified at the uh, eugene marathon in 2019 mm-hmm. and she's just she's she's a machine she trains and races really well and uh she's got two daughters who race in college now and another one who's coming up to the youth programs in vienna and and she's 48 48 40, i might be 49 now i'm not sure 49. i'm not sure when her birthday is That's but uh she was 48 as of may last year and yeah she just uh you, you couldn't tell from right. Oh, I'm looking at pictures of her at runwashington.com. I'm looking at pictures of her. Uh, I, lo- I love that picture I got at the yeah. finish of Marine Corps yeah. a few years ago. Maggie Maggie Lloyd did a nice write up on Perry. Ma- uh, Maggie's been on the Perry Perry Shoemaker beat yeah. uh, for years. I'm I I had her write about her a few months before she won Marine Corps. So mm-hmm. we we got her name out there well before uh, well before people learn learn about her that way, and then uh, followed up with a great story back in June. Um, Actually, she finished it in May, but we, I tried to, with the trials, let me tell you about trials fever. Yeah. yeah. Well, Have you ever made a banner by hand 
for somebody, like a happy birthday banner. Like in high school, maybe. Or where you start with a big H, yeah, yeah. a big A, yeah, yeah. a big P, and then you realize yeah. I'm running out of space. And I got a lot of letters to go. Yeah, yep. We were going to go one story a month for a while. Yeah. And then people started qualifying like crazy. <laughs> right, right. Then we missed a month or two. <laughs> right, right. And time, uh, trying to get trying to get Perry uh, soon after the race was at the end of April. We couldn't get it by the time May started, so we skipped May. By the end of 2019, we were doing two trials fever story a week. Wow. Uh, just to finish it in time. I will fit. We have the two more that will go this week and then our big preview Impressive. the Tuesday before the trials. Where, where can everybody find this collection of, of articles? Runwashington.com. That is yeah. going to be one of our top stories. I'm, I'm, and I'm, pinning, I'm going to pin the uh, top story to our Twitter feed so you can always find it throughout the, the Look, week leading up. Looks like we need a new tab on the website that's called Trials Fever. Right. Yeah. All I these think stories. You, the pro- uh, that's a good, a good point. It's a good question. I mean, I think maybe you know, try, hashtag Trials Fever on Twitter will sort of aggregate them all together um, that Charlie's tweeted about. But, um, but yeah, I scroll through the, I mean, I, I like the way your website's set up and you can scroll Thank through. Thank you, Scott but, Broadbeck. Yeah, but but uh, it is kind of, they're not all in one spot to answer yeah. a question. Yeah, I think I will. I'll put up a tab for the next few weeks. That's a, thank, thank you, Julie. That's a really good idea. Um, so uh, is, so the, the fastest, or who you believe will be the fastest out of this group? Is it Georgetown grad uh, Andrew Bumbleau? Yes, the, the yeah. answer is yes. Yeah. Inside. <laughs> Uh, so Andrew is connected to DC through Georgetown, right? Yes. That's his connection. Yeah. So he and only has one of the three. Yeah. He only has he one is. of the three, but that meets the criteria. He, he meets the most important one in yeah. my heart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where is he training and how's he doing? He's in Portland. He's doing okay. great. He's, uh, he's run 211 for the marathon. Wow. So he's, he's, he's got the tools. He's got the talent, as they say in Ghostbusters. Yeah. And he's, he's <laughs> so he's one of those guys that just any given day, you know, because I, I think it's, we're going to make our predictions when we're in uh, the trials, uh, when we're at the trials. On and we're going to try not to be swayed towards the, Brooks, the Brooks runners. Athletes, yeah. yeah, as we were there by, by I'm going to make my predictions right after the trials. <laughs> <laughs> But, Thanks, Docs. But I would say, I, on you know, of course you're going to say Galen Rupp and, you know, Jared Ward's been there and I, I, who knows? You know, there's no Meb. There's no Ryan Hall. Who knows Who knows what the hills are going to do to people? Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a racer's race. Yeah. You're, you're, those times are great. We know we know people can have the top end speed, but mm-hmm. how are, how are the hills on the on the women's side? The field size is huge. That's obviously not going to impact the top runners as much. I I can't imagine what the what the chase pack, where all the people who have run two forty to two forty five, what that's going to be like the first lap around. Mm-hmm. With two with five hundred eleven people, that's bigger than the NCAA championships. It's in, and more evenly matched. I think too. It's yeah. it's going to be be crowded. Yeah. It's going to be a spectacle, and yeah. I can't wait. Right. Uh, so you mentioned the women's side. Uh, we're going to say Andrew is going to be our top probably contender to make the team is there a contender on the women's side from the local uh perspective i mean kira and bethany are both okay. in great shape they're both very fast they're 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 both competitive people who are not going to back down from yep. challenges here and and i think that i think the terrain they can train on here they they've it's pretty hilly in dc mm-hmm. or in, in rich and in Richmond quite, well. quite honestly yep. kira comes up here enough for work that she's She's not. She's not that far removed from from sure. here. And well, it's not like DC has a monopoly on hills. No, but I think. <laughs> but I think. But I, I think compared to other parts of the country, okay. we've, yeah, we've got a. I mean, okay. we don't. We don't have the altitude, but we have the humidity. So yeah. mm-hmm. all summer they've been dealing with that. I don't. 
I, f- I feel I feel like they're pretty well. Both of those women are going to finish in the top ten. All right, that's a good prediction. Yes. I like that. I, I think I'd we like should call them that. our DC dark horses. Yeah, these yeah. are our DC dark so horses. So I think those three are uh, for folks who are, are listening to our podcast. And are Bumby's be not a dark. He may not be a dark yeah, dark horse in the a, same kind of way. He's a blue right. chipper. Yeah, he's yeah. he is a, he is a blue, he is a blue chipper. But you have to George spend a lot of points on him. <laughs> yeah, he's a, when you pick him. But he is a Georgetown Georgetown guy, so we're going to be rooting for him and Bethany and Kira. And, you know, I mean, and, and it's really going to be pretty cool that you'll be able to see a lot of these athletes when you tune in. I'm not sure. It's going to be online? Is that how it's going It's going to be on NBC from okay. noon to 3 so on noon the 29th. To three. Okay. And so hopefully you'll be able to, you know, they always focus on the top group, but hopefully you'll be able to see some of our local heroes as well. Well, you'll be able to check uh, Twitter at Run Washington. We'll have photos and splits for these people. I mean, we're, we're quite honestly, we're, I think we're doing a better job with our local qualifiers than anywhere else in the country. It. Yeah. All right, so what are you doing? You, you're going to the trials. When are you going to get there? What are you doing for the uh, weekend? So I'm getting there Friday morning or early afternoon. Okay. I'm going to take a loop around that. I'm going to run the course myself to see what they're dealing with mm-hmm. as much as I can, uh, get my credentials, hanging out with uh, hanging with some old GRC guys that are getting together. Okay, We're, We cool. we, we do a, a guy's trip once, once a year, and this is probably going to be it for us this year. Nice. Uh, race on Saturday, and then as soon as the race is done, catch as many people in the mix zone right as fast as I can. Then I've got mm-hmm. a 10, a, 10 p.m. flight back here because I've got a I'm skipping a day of my uh, legislative conference to do this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I got to be back at the Hinkley Hilton at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Are you going to try to put this together, you know, for uh, consumption right after the right after the race? So we'll be able to basically. I want to. I want to. I I'm going to be writing from 3 p.m. Sunday Saturday until I land. And get and go to right. sleep on Saturday night at about midnight. Right. Wow. Wow. I, Docs and I will be at the after party. Julie's mm-hmm. got to go work. <laughs> I'll be all over the place. Yeah. I'll be flying back here, but probably that afternoon um, for, for a meet. No, nah, yeah. Georgetown Hall of Fame. Georgetown Ooh. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yes, that right, afternoon right, right. and following morning off to Big East yeah. uh, in Cleveland. But Charlie, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, the discrepancy between the men's numbers and the women's numbers, um, we have almost double the amount of women. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you attribute that to? And then what do you think, uh, you know, the standard will move to, to kind of even out the playing field? Cause I imagine that, you know, across the board, men and women, we want to have equal, you know, qualifying opportunity. If, if the pool is almost double this year, what do you, what do you think the standard is going to turn to, um, for 2024? Well, I have no way of telling exactly what they'll what they'll change it to, but the the Olympic standard being a lot faster, you can easily make the case for tightening up both both times. Uh, you can't have the uh, the Olympic trials, uh, the U.S. trials qualifier can't be any faster than the Olympic uh, standard, but that'd be really tough to do at this point. Right. Uh, I think it's what I don't even know what they like two oh nine for the men. Uh, you know, and I think they they. You know, we had Jared Ward on, and we talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit, and then they tweaked it. Uh, but yeah, just to explain to the audience, the Olympic trials for the men—if you run under two nineteen or one hundred five for the half marathon, one hundred four now, one hundred four now. Wow, you are granted entry into the. You can you can run in the Olympic trials for the and and for the to make the Olympic team, you have to run somewhere. Again, you'd have to go back to our interview with Jared Ward a, a few shows back. You got to run somewhere around two ten, or you're not going to be allowed to run in the Olympics. Well, Something n- like n- that. Now the uh, now the Olympic trials race is a what is that, gold. Is it, or, yeah. You know, so whoever is the yeah, top, the top three, 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 three. Yeah. Right. Whereas my my first trials was two thousand in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was so hot there. Yep. I was volunteering at the finish line, 
and we only had only one guy finished, and he had the B standard, so. He was the only guy. Yeah. In. Is that no, Rod DeHaven? Yeah, Rod DeHaven. So Rod DeHaven was the only qualifier in 2020. On the women's side this year. 2020. I'm sorry. 2000. 2000. 2000. 2020. <laughs> no, Rod DeHaven. If Talking he qualifies about the future. This year, he's got 2020 that's vision. If, if he, <laughs> Rod could qualify this year. Man, that's something. Um, Is that your dark horse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. His son Addison is yeah. at uh, Boise State now. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so on the women's side, you had to break 245 to mm-hmm. get into the, to, to the race or one... 113 or so for the half. Uh, And then the Olympic standard was around 230. Mm -hmm. But again, this is a gold race. So whatever you run, whatever the top three run, they will automatically be granted entry. So what you're saying is you think it's going to tighten up between the 230 and 245 and 210 and and 219. They could. The the interesting situation here is that the Atlanta Track Club is paying for the uh, flights and hotels for every qualifier. B standard, A standard, whatever. They pro- they definitely did number. not they did not expect to have this many qualifiers, particularly on the women's side. Uh, so they're seeing their budget uh, right. uh, balloon out of proportion. Which I'm I, I haven't t- I've I've only briefly uh, communicated with Rich Kanaw about that, and I'm sure he's happy to see people involved in the sport. But it it is a budgetary issue at this point. Yeah, uh, used to be that uh, you had to get there's an A standard and a B standard. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that you'd only get your travel reimbursed right. if you hit the A standard, yeah. right. and then you had to pay your own way if you got the B standard. And, and they should they should go back to something like that as a minimum for, uh, you know, if they're going to have this many people qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, we, I think they they need to they either need to that up. tighten up the thing or they need to start having heats. Well, I think they one one. <laughs> like one. make they could have three heats on Saturday and then the final on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. One so of you the gotta in- run, you got to run two marathons. Yeah, you you, you got to qualify. You can get it. You can get an automatic qualifier, which is the big Q, or you can get the little Q, which is uh, I like you Jim know. Wansley. Then actually, now that you <laughs> run that way, one of the interesting facets to managing a race, and I'm sure if Lisa were here, she'd uh, explain the yep. the fueling stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have bottles for all these people now. Uh, one of the easy solutions is bottles for the A standard qualifiers. Water for the you know, waters in a water in a cup for the beach qualifiers. But we can we mm. can talk about this as well because mm-hmm. it, there's this leads into the question I have for you. But for like a championship marathon like this, um, they have tables and every runner has their own nutritionals mm-hmm. in a slot. Like like yeah. a, they have an area. And so when when you have like fifty qualifiers or fifty people, those tables go fifty deep. Mm-hmm. This has to have like six hundred. Uh, different stations on this small loop oh, yes. and we've talked to people who would get to their table and somebody else had already Take grabbed their, their nutritional right and and then what do you do that's gonna happen so much that's th- there's gonna be so much chaos I th- uh, there's gonna be stories about uh, my nutritionals weren't there I couldn't find it at this time that that's a whole nother uh, wrinkle to the whole thing but, but what I want to talk about is, like, in addition to that, have you talked to any of these local runners? Have any of them employed an ice man? <laughs> <laughs> Only eight. Yeah. Eight of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> not <laughs> enough. I, I think that I think that there needs They've got to be, your email address. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> you can put that on your travel expenses and have the Atlanta Track Club cover my, <laughs> my ice man. I actually have a big check for you from them. You do. Yeah. Okay, that. great. You can great. only get this show if you listen. You can only get Doc's what he's I, saying if, if you listen to every single show. More reasons. Yeah, just go more back and listen to 221 yeah, exactly. episodes yes, if you yeah. want to understand what that joke was. Right. 
but also to complicate matters uh, to those who haven't been in the, in the Olympic trials, these races will be simultaneously held. Uh, there's going to be the women starting and then staggering the men probably 20 minutes later or something like that. I think that. the other way around. Other way around, yeah. right. So men starting and then staggered the women. Yeah. Um, so it just sounds like chaos because it's no. they're, yes. they're, they're running around the same three loops, mm-hmm. you know, 700 people with all high-end needs. It's not just like you or I running a marathon where if we get they're not, a water, Yeah, they're not going to have water stations like yeah. like standard water stations yeah. that we're used to in a race. Or our mom can hand us the goose. It's good. it's a little bit di- different. It's so um, That would I, actually be a CTF violation for right. outside. So you can't do yeah. that. So There's got to be a lot of fear. I, I don't think the elites are going to have to worry about it because they'll the super be... Elites. Yeah, the yeah. super elites right. will be up front. And right. they'll know where their bottles are, and Out they'll the be fray. pretty protected. You do have to worry about it because uh, you're running the loops, so you're gonna be lapping <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. No, but you have to be worried about like somebody else drinking your water when they come through. Well, I imagine that. <laughs> I would hope that those stations are pretty well guarded, yeah. especially on the front end of it. But yeah. then again, you're also banking on a ton of volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. Who are, everybody's doing it for the first time with that many elite bottles out and, there. And you're going to have people that are going to be, they're not going to be able to recognize Molly Huddle. They're just a volunteer and they mm-hmm. don't know who she is. I hope they know oh, she they, is. They, but they, they, they have nah, they've got me. some pretty high level volunteers at sure. the Atlanta Trust Track me. Club. Trust yeah. me. Um, all there's right, there's well, going to be some guy that's going to be able to drink Molly's drinks. Actually, <laughs> I, I think one of the volunteer coordinators is from Northwood High School, Andy Carr. Okay. So we've got we've got a guy we got a guy down there. Trials fever for Andy Carr. Maybe, yeah, he's, we'll, he's maybe we'll need to get him on the show. Case. We need another thirty third. Uh, let me let me story. ask everybody in the room if you could if you were in the race whose nutritionals would you drink? Uh, Rups. You would take Rup. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to test for anything. I'm going <laughs> to drink. I'm going to drink my own because yeah. I know what works with my stomach. Julie, whose would you steal? I would steal Molly's. Molly's. Friend. She's a friend. I would hope that she brought two bottles for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> nice friend you are. Yeah. Who, who would you uh, take? Uh, well, I would, I, would take it, I would take mine, and then I would take somebody else's, uh, yeah. and then just dump it out. Right. It's, it's kind of gamesh- gamesmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to hurt my friend? Yeah. No, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that, uh, all joking aside, I think that uh, we have a story here for you uh, to follow up on because this could be, th- I mean, this could be something that really is a relevant story. Yeah. Come, what, uh, did you think I brought up a bad point? Of course. February 29th. <laughs> for giggles. Yeah. I do think it's an element that is really unfair to be thinking and stressing about for the athletes. I mean, there's so much preparation that goes into this. And then that the last right. thing that they're thinking about on that morning is, oh God, like, how do I find my stuff? Will I get my stuff? Will it be there when I need it? I mean, that that's just seems crazy to me. Um, and, and even, not even just the elites, because I feel like they'll more than likely, hopefully be able to find their stuff. But maybe that next group that starts is but, trying to find their things or somebody's having a great day and they can't figure out, I mean, how many mm-hmm. rows and rows and rows that you're going to be counting when you're exhausted in those late you, stages. And you talk crazy. about how 240 for the women. How, it's yes. Crazy. How big that pack's going to be yeah. to try to find your personalized thing and to try to, to try it's to navigate. Stopping, it's think. on the right hand side. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just going to slow things down in the back. And there are people who aren't used to running in packs like Hannah Kokiro from, um, she was a swimmer at Eleanor Roosevelt High School in Prince George's County. She's never really run a big race like this. She took, she started running in college, 
as a just a, a fun thing hmm. to do. And she got good and ran 240 at Richmond this year. But she doesn't know how to run in a pack like that. She's a little little worried about it. Wow. And she's going to be surrounded by people. Oh, uh, Car- I was running with Carrie yesterday in the yeah. in the Arboretum. She kept drifting into Zach Miller and me. She can't deal with two people, let alone 240 people. <laughs> So the stories are trials fever, hashtag trials fever. Uh, you can that'll sort of aggregate all the stories together yeah. on Twitter. Uh, but we'll we'll have a tab on the on okay. the top of the. Thank per, you very per much, Julie's uh, suggestion. All right, um, a couple last things here before we get you going mm-hmm. here. Uh, so you mentioned running with Carrie. Uh, who are the other G- GRC? You run for GRC. Who are mm-hmm. the other GRC members running? Mara Lindy, who's yep. a uh, assistant coach at, jo- at Johns Hopkins, okay. uh, works for uh, past guest Bobby Van Allen. And, uh, and is married I saw to, both of them this weekend. Yes, and, and, and married to past guest uh, Michael uh, Nestow. Yes. That's how you pronounce it? I think okay. it's Nestow. I think uh, so, yeah. yeah. You did it. Are you great, taking great pronu- job. Are you <laughs> taking pronunciation cues <laughs> from Chris Farley? More. He works with this guy as a vendor. Yeah, he, he Makes is. a little more sense. Yeah, uh, yeah I wouldn't yeah. trust him. <laughs> Probably not. But. Zach Hine, who uh, yeah. who just joined us a few months ago, he, he's, uh, he's living in Colorado. He's run, I think, 215 wow. for the okay. marathon. And uh, uh, Dan Matier, who ran 217 uh, mid for... Uh, his first rate, his, his first marathon at uh, uh, California International. Uh, those those two and Kieran are going to come back and uh, do some good things. Yep, Kieran, and then you said Carrie, Carrie Allen, who uh, she's got. Uh, she, I think she still runs for GRC, right? She's 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 got a Brooks sponsorship. Okay, but she she trains with us. All right, she's uh, got a GRC Pacers singlet. I'm going to put yeah. on GRC on your website. Yeah, she's got that, a that, GRC that was the, that was the first one. That was back in 2018. Yeah, she was the first trials fever patient. Got it. Um, all right, and then f- finally from me, um, what, what's what, give me a story or two or something that really stood out about these athletes or something that was super memorable from um, one of the one of the athletes that you covered. I had a hell of a time interviewing Kelly Callaway last weekend. We uh, now remind me who Kelly Callaway is. So okay. she went to West Potomac High School for okay. two years. Okay, uh, then ran at NC State with former guest Liz Briones. Yep. Then joined the Army, mm-hmm. uh, came back and ran the 2013 Marine Corps Marathon and won it. Uh, she was 25th at the 2012 trials. And uh, in addition to being a military runner, a high school, former high school runner, a local runner, she now coaches at Langley High School. Wow. So she's got, she's got a lot of things a lot going of on. And she's doing a lot of good things for the sport, and she's uh, – She's her kids are amusing as all get out. Uh, she, a few a few years ago, she put her. Uh, I led I led the story with the story of her putting her uh, infant daughter in the uh, the military award uh, trophy at the, <laughs> at the ten, Army Ten Miler back yeah. in 2015, 2016. Uh, she's just really 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 interesting, and she's got a lot going on. She's doing a lot of good things to the sport. But I mean, I could say the same thing for anybody. They're yeah. all they're all out there doing doing what they do at a high level despite uh, family responsibilities, work responsibilities. And they they give people a reason to keep running because if you can set this goal and reach it, whatever your goal is, you can do the same thing. There's, yep. there's, they, they make things happen despite all these impediments and they're, they're a real story of, of running. Awesome. Well, cool. We'll check out Kelly's story and everybody's story. It's at Run Washington Trials Fever. 
I think in this room, we all got a case of the trials fever. So uh, thanks for all your hard work on it, man. Thank you. Really, really well done. Um, excited about uh, the, the, the next couple weeks, and we'll have to catch you when, uh, when we're Atlanta. I know you'll be busy, but we'll try to catch up with you when we're Atlanta. Let's hope this is the only fever we wind up with in the next <laughs> few weeks. All right. That's the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. I mean, he kind of helped out creating the show, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things. Contributor, regular contributor to Pace the Nation. You need to kind of squash that story. <laughs> I know, exactly. When, when this thing is a big cash fall, you don't, wanna, <laughs> you don't want him to have any evidence in court. I want my hand out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Charlie Band. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Editor-in-Chief of Run Washington, Charlie Ban, for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, great stuff, Charlie. Hope those uh, pictures that we just took make our social media. I think they got the stamp of approval from <laughs> Megan. So, Megan, Megan yeah. who happened to be at the store right now, who does mm-hmm. our social media. She rejects most of our pictures these days. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to thank, yeah, now that we Which only it, makes us better. Yes, It's, I'm not, it's not a complaint. I'm not saying absolutely. that as a negative. Um, Challenging but, us. But there are three people right now who really do a lot of stuff for us uh, social media-wise. Charlie, one of them, who promotes our shows every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, who is uh, doing a lot of the social media for Pacers running now and Steve Lyko, who has always been a big supporter of the show. And he posts the article or posts the episodes and, Mm -hmm. uh, puts them on social media as well. So, uh, props to those three who really help us with the promotion. Uh, Absolutely. Big thank you to them. Uh, And also I'd like to point out that when you said there's three people that are working on promoting this in social media, you notice we didn't mention anybody in this room. (laughs) Right. Exactly. The three of us. No. Yeah. I retweet every once in a while. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Uh, But thanks. God's work. To Charlie uh, for joining us. Mm -hmm. All right. um, I mentioned that I uh, had a run in with a celebrity the Mm -hmm. other day. Um, so I, I was in the Pacers office and, uh, Joe Schultz, who was working, uh, in Pacers Clarendon comes back and he says, Hey, there's this guy who is an actor in this show, guardian of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I That's that, a movie. Yeah. The movie, mm-hmm. uh, an actor in this movie. And I was like, wow. Okay. I don't know that show at all it was <laughs> a movie. movie movie show whatever uh, yeah. obviously i don't know it i'm not familiar with stuff not familiar with movies or shows mm-hmm. generally oh i although i did watch cheer the documentary on uh, uh netflix it was it was really good okay, stay on topic and anyway so uh <laughs> recommend it for those out there looking for nope, a, stay on uh, topic netflix recommendation uh so I, I look into who he's talking about and the guy's name is dave batista and mm-hmm. he go, goes by the wrestling name Batista. You can mm-hmm. follow me at Run Pacer, and you can see the picture of me and Batista. Right. And I come out and I say, hey, Batista. <laughs> and I was, you know, hoping that he would say yes because I wasn't sure it was him. Right. It was just a, uh, a big, uh, really in shape guy who uh, was waiting mm-hmm. on his wife or girlfriend to get fit for shoes. And was was tackling the other customers. <laughs> yeah. So Which he clued does, you in that he might be a wrestler. He does respond, but you know, it, it was 
he with was a cringe. Like, he responded with a cringe. Yeah, he did. He didn't want to be bothered. You know, yeah. which, which I get. I totally right. get. Right. So I said, uh, you know, so I, I never use this, but I say, hey, I'm the owner of the store. Um, He's they, lying. I hear him say this four or five times a week. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm a big fan of yours. And I am a big fan of him because. <laughs> you don't now, know his name or I what he looked like. Once I realized who he was, he has been on the Sports Junkies, my favorite uh, uh, radio show, a number of times. And I've always enjoyed him on the Junkies. So we shared that exchange that. Uh, you know, he's been on the junkies and he really like, so warmed up to me once mm-hmm. I earned some street credit. No, you know what happened is he realized you weren't going to go away until he <laughs> took a picture with you. <laughs> so it's so different than warming up to, you. I said, um, you know, Hey, would you mind just getting a quick picture with me? And I, it was so hacky. So yes, hacky. I agree. Just yep. Like, uh, but uh, you know what? I Act wanted... like you've been in the end zone before, but the, you know? the story is a little hacky too. It, well, I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. I, I uh-huh. was enamored by him mostly because he's, he's just from Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, from the center, the center of the universe. Of the universe mm-hmm. Went to W. Actually, went to W. L. And Wakefield High School. Wow. Went to both, both those high schools. Oh, he went. He to, wrestled. He, went to the he two wrestled good ones. both of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he was. A he was joke. The, the star wrestler for both and. Um, well, he was a wrestler and he was a football player and was a star football player and wrestler uh, for both those uh, high schools. I'm not sure why. I didn't ask him why he went to both. But mm-hmm. um, so I was really excited about that. And he's moving back to Arlington. Oh, wow. cool. So that was really cool. So Way to blow up his spot. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know his address? No, I don't. I, so then at the end, it was just like I didn't know what to do. So I handed my card and I was like. Hey man, if you ever need anything, here's my card. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? I don't know. But I he's... blew it. Hey I, man, if you ever <laughs> need to pay full price for a pair of shoes, yeah, here's I my card. I, I was like, I, I had this great exchange with him, and then I hand him my card and I say, "If you need anything, um, he's probably like, how about my giving my wife here a free pair of shoes?" Is what he was thinking. I don't yeah. know what he's thinking. He, no, he's he, been he in. A, he's care. been in so many big movies. He doesn't need a pair, he, free no, pair of shoes. He doesn't need a free pair of shoes. But yeah. I said, if you ever need anything, yeah. I well, mean, like, what is that? What are you going to do like, for him? If you, yeah, ever need, if you ever need anybody to call a florist on Valentine's <laughs> Day, I'm your guy. I, know. I just was so embarrassing. Yeah. I walked away. So Batista, uh, or Dave, he said, and he also said, uh, my name's Dave. He was mm-hmm. like, I was calling Batista. He's a real person, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, really nice Not guy. Not just a wrestling personality. I, I actually, he was on a movie, and I... I uh, Somebody else, one of the co-stars on the movie, said he's like the most thoughtful person ever. That's yeah, nice. that, he, that like he bought really on the last day that they did the, um, uh, on the last day that they filmed or his last day on on set, he bought an individualized present for every single person associated with the movie. Like, That's you know, cool. like this the caterer, and he'd be like, "Oh, well, your kids go to Princeton, so I went out and got you this." What, like, whatever wow. it was, was like extremely thoughtful. Wow. wow! And the guy who was telling the story was like, "Yeah, he sucks." Because <laughs> because he made because everybody I just, else yeah, look he's bad. Like made me look so bad, and yeah. I'm the co-star in this movie. Yeah. So so actually, he's not going to need your Valentine's Day no. services <laughs> because he's thoughtful enough that yeah. he thought before <laughs> the day, before the actual day, he yeah. thought about it. He was probably buying his wife the Valentine's Day shoes. I, I think the day. moral of the story is for all of the famous people that yeah. are listeners on our show yes. that you will get heckled a little bit by the owner of Pacers if you ever come in. Yes, well, it's you not will. heckled. It's it, like it, he will harassed. He will, yeah, fawn over you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. And Dave. you'll get and you'll get Chris Farley's card. If yeah, and what is he gonna do with that? Yeah. Anyways, but super good guy, and um, you know he's a he's a a, a great guy in my book, being an Arlingtonian. Uh, so that was my run in with um, 
celebrity Dave Batista. All right, uh, Docs, um, you, you know, you've got us uh, spoiled now. You've got a rant every week okay. at this point. So yes. uh, what's going on? Well, I'm going to borrow this. Like, my rant is not about necessarily this, but I'm going to borrow something that's been making the rounds in social media this week, which is the video of the woman who uh, uh, reclined her seat and then the guy was punching the seat in the back. And then for you some. You saw that, right, Julie? Yeah. Okay. For right. some reason, people are, are choosing sides, whether he's in the wrong or she's in the wrong. Uh, and I, I just want to tell everybody if, if you chose a side on this one, you are wrong <laughs> because they're both they're both behaving like children. Right. Okay. Um, I would say that if the guy didn't punch the seat, which is uh, t- such a ridiculous, childish thing to do, and he, he shouldn't have done that. Yes. If you, yes. If you're punching the seat in front of you, you're insane. Stop it. Okay. If he didn't go that far, then she would be, in my book, as a, a frequent traveler in the wrong. Because mm-hmm. as I understand it, uh, that you, you have to understand that you're traveling with other people and the entire flying experience is miserable because the airlines are just nickel and diming us left and right. They've made all of the coach economy seats so compacted so they could add an extra row so we don't have enough room. They charge us for checked baggage. So everybody has to bring an, an enormous bag onto the plane and there's never enough room in the overhead. <laughs> right. Like... For for all of these reasons, it's a miserable experience. Uh, so you, you got to try to uh, work together and be together. If you you got to understand that the person in the in the very back can't recline, and they lose all of their space if you recline. And if they ask you nicely, "Hey, do you mind not reclining?" Maybe maybe respect that. You don't have to, but it's it's kind of a dick move if you don't. So she's, in my opinion, she's a little bit in the wrong too. Um, Neither one of them behaved very well, so there's not a there's not a not right a side, side to, to this. Yeah. There's not a right side I to like this. I like that. I yeah. like your this week's rant. I'm I'm actually with you. I saw that, and I'm never re- I'm not a recline the seat guy. I don't recline my seat ever yeah. unless it's like an overnight flight right. and everybody's sleeping. If everybody's sleeping, you can do that. But if you if you're sitting in your your seat, whatever, it, like I'll I'll put my iPad up on my on the tray, and somebody reclines, and then it like knocks everything over. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I was on a flight this morning and I wanted to recline and I looked behind to see if anyone was mm-hmm. sitting there and, yeah. no, and no one was sitting there. So, I so reclined. then you can do it. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's a good, I like but that. But that was my decision. And it, uh, because I, first. because I know how it feels when I'm sitting there and somebody reclines all the way back and I'm like, oh, so I just lost sucks. so much space yes, just because you wanted to recline. So maybe if they recline first, I like that rule of thumb. No, because no, then it, no, no, then, no, that's then you a domino. To the person behind you. If you get reclined on, the answer is not to recline on somebody else. Well, if they're already reclined. What? You're not so, sitting. You're not. <laughs> the person in front of you is not also no, behind no, you. No, 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 no. I'm saying if the person behind you is already reclined. Oh, oh, oh. I think you check that oh, you, first. Oh, you, you want to like, like domino it yeah. this way. Well, right. direction. you put it on them first. Just like you checked and see if there was anything behind you. I like that idea. And well, if they're already reclined. Maybe, maybe you can do that. that I don't that know. Might I, be just, I would stick to the rule of like wanting to be a good person. So and not recline. if there's somebody behind me, if it's a child right. behind me, I might recline, sure. you know, because it's not really going to infringe upon their space that much. Yeah. But if it's a, an adult behind me, I'm not going to recline. Yeah. Even if somebody's reclined on me, I'm not going to recline. I'm gonna try yep. to stop right. that <laughs> process. Like that. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think that, that the reclining, like I said, that's that's just one part of it. But people are so selfish and inconsiderate. 
Uh, I'll also throw these people under the bus. This is this is my my biggest pet peeve. You go to the baggage claim, and if if your bag is not on the carousel already, if you don't Get see out it, of the way. you should not. Your knees should not be on the carousel. No, mm-hmm. take two steps back. Like. You, you know who the worst person is? Is the person who's standing, blocking everything, watching all the bags come off, but mm-hmm. they're not grabbing their bag. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you have to be in the way? Why do you have to be there? Like people always claim these spaces before they're needed. I've been at airports where they draw a yellow line, you know, two feet back from the thing, and you're supposed to stand back there, and then you step forward when you see your bag, and then you grab it, and you have plenty of room to pull it off. That's the problem when everybody's packed shoulder to shoulder right on the thing, and then you got to pull your suitcase off. You're going to hit somebody trying to pull your suitcase off. It's just insane. That's another insane thing about traveling. And and when you go to pull your big suitcase off and you do knock into somebody, they're mad at you. And they're mad at you. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't, you know, have one foot on the carousel, buddy. <laughs> you know? Uh, Pe- people are the worst travelers. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. locations to serve you. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we're still signing folks up for all our spring races. The next one coming up, we've got a series of St. Patrick's Day races. So sign up for them now. They are closing quickly. We've got the Saturday Four Courts Four Miler and then the Sunday St. Patty's Day 10K. So sign up for those today, runpacers.com. Of course, we've got the uh, Parkway Classic at the end of April. And if you want to run a marathon in New Jersey, we also put that one on, the New Jersey Marathon. And the D.C. half is in this fall, that's, and that's, uh, sign, uh, that, is, it's, uh, that is filling up quickly. So sign up for all those races today, runpacers.com. Um, so, Docs, you want to say something before we get back into running talk? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I have one more point about travel. I had the read so I could get away from the uh, – yes. I thought that's usually the transition yeah. out we may, of it. We yeah. may need to do, like, the Docs moment, though, because like, we keep interrupting him, like, piggybacking. I, like, I, I think the Docs well, rant was, really only works I if might, Docs can go on, like, a full-fledged monologue. Right. I might True. I might just uh, record these separately and then <laughs> add them in. You probably should. All right. Before, you guys could find out about Or is yours. Well, yeah. Like, listen, uh, when, when we're flying, when you're taking off and when you're landing, it's fine to look out the window and have your window shade up. But once you're above the clouds, can you please put your window shade down? Like that, we're all, that was me this morning. We're all we're all reading. We're all looking at iPads. I can't see it with all the glare from these window shades. Can you please? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to sleep this morning, and the woman next to me had the yeah. the, the shade all the way up the whole yeah. way. I was like, they're oh, just clouds. On. They're just yeah. clouds. Take one picture, close the thing, and look at your phone. <laughs> All right. Do I need to do the read again or no? No, 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 no. Okay. no it's fine. All, right. All right. Let's transition. Um, you know, last year this time uh, we were uh, putting on uh, the eighth, ninth, and tenth marathon for Mike Wardian as he set the uh, world record for mm-hmm. the fastest uh, ten marathons in ten days. Right. Uh, so let's be honest. How many people have done that? <laughs> he did seven. <laughs> he did seven marathon. Uh, seven he marathons. Did the seven in marathons seven continents. in seven continents. So uh, that just happened, and um, the seven marathons in seven, seven continents. continents. Yeah. Yes. Which uh, is an annual thing. Annual event. Um, seven marathons, seven continents, and, seven days. And and Mike explained this when he was on the show. But for for any new listeners, basically what happens is. Uh, a, a group of people pay their entry fees and they, they essentially go to South America and wait for a good weather day on Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And then, then they travel to Antarctica, they run the, the marathon in Antarctica, 
and then they they which is the first of the seven continents and then they travel to the other seven continents and run a marathon every single day for seven consecutive days and then they take your average time for the seven marathons so the story of this year's event was christina madsen she was the overall first place finisher of the event right uh so she ran the seven marathons in the seven days and seven continents faster than anybody and beat all the men beat all the women um and was the first time that a woman has been the world marathon challenge winner outright so correct really she cool she averaged uh 325 57 uh yeah. for her seven marathons mm-hmm. last year she was the women's runner-up so it's it's pretty cool that that she was second place woman last year and then won won the whole competition this year uh mm-hmm. And she's Danish, so yes. you know that means she's from where? <laughs> um, Denmark. Yes. Yes, got it, nailed it. Whew. And also the bakery. Yes, <laughs> sweating on that. So uh, those seven marathons, seven days, seven continents, those are crazy running stories. Uh, but maybe the craziest running story of the week, of the year, of the decade, uh, that, I, that I've seen in quite some time was from a Chinese marathon runner. His name was... Oh, boy. His name is Pan Shanku. Uh, and I don't know what is... It. He's from the city of Hangzhou, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm t- totally butchering that. But the story here is that the coronavirus is, ru- is rampant there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of these people who live in his town or uh, his country are... Uh, Quarantine. Quarantine and not allowed to leave their apartments right. or their houses. Yeah. So this marathon runner set up a track around his his house. It's not a big house either. No, I, I should say it's actually an apartment that he set up this this track. In you, his you say it's not. It's around the house. The the what he did was he's running circles in his living room. Yes, he said the, each lap of his room was eight meters. And he completed more than 6,000 uh, laps in four hours, 48 minutes, and 44 seconds continuously and ran 31 miles in his living room. He I mean, ran that's incredible. 31 Why? miles Why? on an eight-meter track because he's bored out of his mind because he's quarantined because of the coronavirus. It's amazing. Although I do have a question. Is it possible that they just have trials fever and and it's not the coronavirus <laughs> in his village. I don't think so. Okay. But I'm still going to ask the question why though. So he has coronavirus? No, he doesn't. No, the oh, village okay. is the village is quarantined okay. so he he's not I allowed see. out. I thought you were talking about a guy who has coronavirus who ran that many miles no. and then I'm thinking that's insanity. No. He he had uh, two large tables that he'd run around 8 meters. Mm-hmm. Around and around and around. Eight meters is not long. Continuously. Let's see if we can get him on the show. I would. I would love to get him on the show. If you know this Maybe guy, by Pan. Phone. Um, if you know Pan, I'd love to have him on the show. This. I'm just getting uh, over so, my trials. Fever. Somebody, somebody texted me. If this isn't a pace the nation story, nothing is more pace the nation story than this. And I, I couldn't agree more. So very much a streak. Well, I think. Story. I think it would be more of a pace the nation story if he ran with his dog. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, but it looks like he, from the pictures, it looks like he's got long shorts on, so that that uh, hits the criteria. Huge There's another check mark. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Four hours, forty-eight minutes, um, and forty-four seconds. He said, 
I sweat it all over and it feels great. I agree, man. Feels great. Awesome job, Pan. If you know Pan, yeah, let's get him on the show. Love to have him on. What a great accomplishment. I, I mean, like, if we could just talk about this, if we just break it down, if if you're running an eight meter loop, yeah, you you you're never striding out. You're just constantly turning. Yeah, you have to go so slow. Yeah, it reminded me of our last week's. Also, guest, I would throw up. Ariel, who. Who would on just the airplane. Run, yeah, who would run on the airplane. Or, I mean, it's she basically... Only, she yeah, only she ran did, for 13 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That, w- that made a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. I bet Pan is a little bit banged up today. Uh, he probably is. It's yeah, a lot of turns. That's a lot of turns. Hard on your he joints. He needs to see a chiropractor. Yeah, Farley, did you ever do the, the flu virus, uh, the, the flu study in, in college? I did, yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you do any running? So it, this, is like, this is like eight straight days of, of being quarantined really funny in question. a... Uh, uh, a hotel room. We were hard up for money. That is yeah. really You funny. got paid really well. You got paid I mean, I really well. It was a lot of money in college. And you, I found a way, you know, and you were quarantined. I knew I had the placebo. So they give you a placebo or a yeah, flu virus or whatever. I got the placebo too. And you're supposed to just stay in the hotel room for eight straight days. Mm-hmm. I found a way to sneak out and no, you go, did for, not. go for a run. Oh, yeah. Go for a run. Yes. I cannot yeah. believe you, you yeah. left the hotel. How much did you get paid? Like thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred dollars. What? You did this in college? In yeah. college. Yeah. And they pay. They like they they obviously they brought you a meal like three three squares a day. Yeah. And half the people they give the flu virus. Yep. Half the people they give nothing. And then half the people they give uh, from from each of those two groups. Half the people get the medicine that they're testing, and half the people get sugar pills. Yep. And wow. and you're you're in the hotel for like eight days or something like this. I couldn't do it. I had to sneak out. I was only doing like four mile runs, but uh-huh. how, how, where did you guys fit this in in between? This seasons? was after, after I, I did it after was, school after summer, after, like in right after summer. I graduated. Yeah. Mine was in the winter. I, yeah, I graduated. mine was right after I graduated in the summer. Yeah, thirteen hundred dollars. I was going, I was going to when, Europe, and when was, you've got yeah. no cash, when you, like when you're going to the ATM and you're taking making twenty dollar withdrawals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thirteen hundred dollars is a fortune, life changer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's funny that you brought that up. Yes, we, I was snuck out. To I work. was looking into. I uh, hope they don't take my money back. Getting now. a treadmill. I think the statute of limitations is up yeah. on that. Yeah, I was looking at getting like a treadmill under the room, but we never pulled that off. Treadmill rentals. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, too. It's going to blow my entire $1,300 on a <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> All right, great show, guys. Um, you're going to get this out by President's Day, right, Docs? I hope you don't have any President's Day plans. Well, I like I said, I didn't even know it was President's Day. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not on my radar. Do you have any President's Day plans, Julie? Taking care of the kids. Yeah, our nanny's off, so... Well, I hope everybody enjoyed their President's Day, and hopefully, Docs, you get this out for their listening enjoyment on the holiday. At least there's not a Super Bowl tonight, like the last time we (laughs) recorded on a Sunday. That's a good point. All right, well, we want to thank Charlie Band for joining us to talk Trials Fever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can follow him at Run Washington on Twitter and Instagram, and he's going to have a lot of great coverage from Atlanta. On the 29th so of wh- February. One more show before we head one out. One more show, yeah. and then we'll have our live show in Atlanta. Yeah, so we'll talk about what we're doing in Atlanta next week on Pace the Nation. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an exciting time for the show, exciting time in this Olympic year uh, as the Olympic marathon trials come up. And Charlie's got you covered, at least from the local scene. So thanks to Charlie Band for joining us. All right, great show, guys. For you and me, Docs. For Julie Cully, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.
this week's picture doesn't make the gram. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Are you kidding we me? We sold out. Come we on. did sell out. Come on, Megan. Come on, Megan. Do the right thing. Yeah. She's going to be top 10. Yeah. I guarantee it. All right. I like that. I can see her being top 15, certainly. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we there's some that's some good dark horse. I mean I think it's yeah. I think it, it's for someone outside of You the, can put a lock on it, Farley. Bet the mortgage on the house. <laughs> I do. All right. Uh the so lock let's of the week. The, lock. Yeah. All right. Well, when you're right 50% of the time, you're <laughs> yeah. wrong 50% of the time. That's right. Um, no, okay, you're off the hook. No! No, you're not off the hook. How's this sound? All right, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's make sure. Do you plan on whispering the whole show? <laughs> I brought my NPR voice, but yes. <laughs> I brought my own mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joyce Brothers. How many times did you sneak out? Four. Half the time. Like when? When? Two in the morning. You, okay, yeah, exactly. That's, when, you'd, that's yeah. when you could do it. I can't, so they Because they come in and check on you, but it wasn't until like six or something. Yeah, exactly. They came in. So what, um... We'll have to talk about because this it was time. like it was like a regular hotel. No, it's a Holiday Inn on Fifth yeah. Street. Yeah, other other people. We had like the whole floor or something. But right. But so, what did you like? Did you have a key to the room? I don't remember. No, I I, I think I just propped it open. You just propped and it. It open. went for thirty minutes. Yeah. I I got out of there. I I couldn't do it. I remember uh, like towards the end, I w- we we just like keep the doors open and talk across the hall to the people. 